0: He created the most successful news program in the history of television. How was he able to do it? Well, he says the answer comes from what he discovered as a kid reading scriptures. Even the people who wrote the Bible were smart enough to know, tell them a story. Tell them a story. One of the most important tools in leading people and in shaping our own personal brand we dig into it in this episode number five this is the decide to lead podcast with russ hill this is a podcast for those who are not yet the person they want to become and for those who are looking for ways to more effectively help and lead others welcome into the decide to lead podcast episode number five i am russ hill so glad you joined us this week for the episode and uh I gotta, t- <laughs> I gotta tell you about an experience I've had in just the last few days. So this is a brand new podcast, right? We launched less than three weeks ago, and part of what we're doing is scheduling interviews for upcoming um, episodes. And so the the episode you're listening to, we've recorded weeks in advance, and uh, and so some of the guests that we want to have come on are people that I know. They're they're leaders of organizations that. Uh, that I'm working with as part of the firm that uh, I'm a consultant with around, you know, organizations around the world. So I know them and we're just working on dates and scheduling those interviews. Other interviews are with uh, people I've never met. So authors of books that I've read that have had a big impact on me or people who are thought leaders in different areas and I'm completely foreign to them. They've, they've never interacted with me. And so we're, we're asking them, hey, would you come on? So this last week, I'm uh, I'm I'm realizing that I want to do an episode about storytelling and there's someone who has built a company around helping leaders organizations marketers as well as leaders um, build their skills around telling stories and I've heard podcast interviews with this uh, individual who leads the company he's written books and yada 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 some of you uh, would know his name and you can probably already draw conclusions about it others uh, he'd be completely unfamiliar to he 's not a household name but but he 's kind of staking out the ground in this storytelling area so anyway, long story short i I, uh, I I decide okay, I want to talk to him for this for this interview so we go to his website and uh, and there's a form that is to be filled out if you want to do an interview yeah, okay, no big deal and the questions there's like maybe eight ten i can 't remember what what they said but something like eight ten twelve uh, questions that are asked. What do you think these people care most about when they're deciding whether or not to uh, grant an interview? It's all about how many listeners you have. So how many downloads do you have per week? How many listeners do you have? Yada, yada, yada. Well, (laughs) you you can imagine from a podcast, it's like three weeks old. We're not exactly cracking the top 10 yet on the uh podcast best downloads or most downloaded shows. So, you know, we're we're being honest in the answers and and it's hundreds of people that are listening, which we're proud of, just barely launching and having no marketing behind us yet. And uh and you know, we as soon as we answer that question, we know, all right, you can kiss that one goodbye. There's not a chance they're gonna respond to us. What they don't know, and I thought it was so interesting, they didn't ask this question in the in the uh, in the online kind of interview process for whether or not they're going to be able to grant us time with the leader of this organization. What they didn't ask is who is listening. All they care about is quantity. What they don't realize is, that um, and I don't mean this in any vain way, so don't take it that way at all. But it's it's actually a good lesson for all of us. What they don't realize is that uh, my job, I work as a consultant with organizations. And if you listened to listen to some of the other episodes, you know that our firm is working with organizations. Three of them are in the Fortune 10, the top 10 largest companies as measured by revenue in the world. I mean, so we have people I, I know because I interact with folks at, at the organizations that we consult some of them are listening checking out listening to this podcast well this company that this individual who's who's uh, becoming known as the one of the experts on storytelling who do you think he'd love to do business with you think he would want to be connected to somebody at one of these fortune 10 companies of course he would be he'd want to but it's all about quantity and so isn't that it's so interesting it's not who's listening yeah, who's in your audience? Well, we actually have some executives from XYZ Corporation and senior leaders at this company and that company. Not, not that. I mean, anybody can listen. Obviously, we're glad all of you are out there. But I just thought it was so interesting. So, bottom line is this: this episode will not feature an interview with that person. Maybe in the uh, the years ahead, but. Um, and by the way, we were looking at stats, uh, speaking of being three weeks in, it's really cool to watch people download this from Russia, Asia, South America, from all over the United States. And, uh, really flattering to see uh, the, the, the feedback that people are giving us. So thank you for those comments and for connecting on social media and all, uh, all the good stuff that's going on. So, okay. Got that out of my system. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, this episode's on storytelling and, um, the power of stories, and I want to set this up with a a clip from Don Hewitt. For most of you, 99.5% of you, Don Don Hewitt's name means nothing to you. It it doesn't ring a bell at all. But for some of you, it does. Don Hewitt is the creator, the founder, uh, the brainchild of the most successful news program in the history of television. Any idea on what that program is? The most successful news program in the history of television. 60 Minutes, and I realize television as a medium is dying. The networks are dying. They're all declining um, with Netflix and Prime Video and YouTube TV and um, all the things that are coming out. um, I mean, Apple's going to get into content creation soon as far as TV shows, that sort of stuff. So TV networks, as we've known them for most of our lives, are dying. And so this is 60 Minutes was created in the heyday of television, and it just generated – Incredible ratings and revenue. No one before that, no show had ever generated, any, no news program had ever ever generated that kind of television, um, that, that kind of ra- those kind of ratings and revenue on television, and nobody's done it since. So Don Hewitt created that, worked with the uh, with that program for uh, decades. He died uh, a few years ago, and when he passed away, the the television program Sixty Minutes, which is still on on Sunday nights. Has, and features some of the best journalists in the world, um, they did a profile piece about Don Hewitt. Now, I want you to hear about it, 60 seconds, a clip about the secret to Don Hewitt's success. They asked him about that. Here's the piece. The secret of Don Hewitt's success was no secret at all. He'd tell the same thing to his colleagues at work and to his competitors at other networks and to young journalists at conferences. Don, what do you think is the most important thing a young journalist like me could learn from an old-school journalist? That what we do on 60 Minutes is what everybody should be doing. And it's four words that every child in the world knows. Tell me a story. And learn how to tell them a story, and you'll be a success. Even the people who wrote the Bible were smart enough to know Tell them a story. The issue was evil in the world. The story was Noah. Now the Bible knew that, and for some reason or other, I latched onto it. So the secret of sixty minutes, according to Don Hewitt, the founder of that program, was those four words: "Tell me a story." When I worked in the uh, in the news business, and uh, as those of you who have listened to a few of these podcasts know. Um, that's where I began my career coming out of out of college, was in the news business as a reporter and then um, as an executive leading um, n- teams of news and sports and Internet journalists um, for our national broadcast company. And if you were to walk into my office, you would have seen on the wall those four words. I became such a believer in that phrase that I even had it the words put up in giant size on my wall. Tell Me a story. Now, this isn't about this podcast. Isn't about the news business, and and that was on my wall because that's what I wanted the journalist who worked for me to do. But I I've come to believe that that's even more powerful outside of the news business. So here's why I'm talking about this. As I've worked in the world of consulting, working with leaders around the world who are trying to help their organizations achieve certain results what I've discovered is the power of storytelling. And it's interesting. There are lots of, there's lots of material that's uh, written out there. In fact, I'm going to put in the show notes for this episode, which I'll give the link for at the end of, at at the end of the episode, I'm going to put in the show notes, a link to a few YouTube videos that you can watch, including one from a Stanford business school professor who spent a lot of time researching this topic and even teaches a business class at, at the Stanford school of business. She teaches a class to business students about storytelling. I mean, think about that for a minute. Stanford has an entire course for business school uh, graduates designed only on storytelling, which I think is brilliant based on the experience I've had consulting organizations around the world. And whether you're a company that's got four total employees, I mean, like you're tiny or whether you're a company with 400,000 employees this principle still applies. And by the way, it also applies to building your personal brand, which I'm going to talk about more about that angle in a few minutes. But let's start with leaders and why storytelling is so important. And part of what you could find out, I'm only going to touch on this briefly, but if you watch the videos that I'll put the links to in the show notes, part of what you'll see in those videos is some statistics and some, some research um, about the power of storytelling. Here, here's, here's the short version. Storytelling um, is 22 times more memorable. A story is 22 times more memorable than facts. So I want you to think how most meetings go and what, and what, what tools most leaders use in presenting in front of their team or in talking to their team. Most people use PowerPoint slides, handouts, whatever it might be, or an email sent out with bullet points of statistics. In fact, in my role as a consultant working with these organizations around the world, when I sit in meetings, it's death by PowerPoint, right? I mean, that's what most people are doing. And leaders feel this need to show slide after slide and chart after chart to where your brain hurts just trying to look at the, the, the figures and the charts and try to decipher them. But they want to show you all this data. Data is important, but it's not memorable, usually. And so l- let me d- illustrate this in a few different ways. So if I asked you to tell me about Apollo 13, the mission of Apollo 13, the failed mission to the moon, movie about it, stories about it, some of you, the older folks in in the audience were alive back then uh, and remember it, but Apollo 13, we, we all pretty much know the story or most of us, if I asked you to tell me about Apollo 13, would you relay facts or would you tell me a story? If I asked you to tell me about the civil rights movement, what statistics would you relate to me? You wouldn't, would you? In fact, can you think of many statistics tied to the civil rights movement? What would you tell me if I asked you, I was your child or a student, and I said, tell me about the civil rights movement in America. And you'd start to tell me, well, let me tell you about Alabama. Let me tell you about the South. Let me tell you about what used to happen. If I asked you to tell me about your day today, your day so far, well, right now when you're listening, whether it's morning, late at night, whenever it is you're listening to this episode. If I asked you to tell me about your day, would you relay facts or would you tell me a story? If I asked you to tell me about your dad, we've got Father's Day coming up soon. If I asked you to tell me about your dad, what statistics would you use? You wouldn't. You pinpoint a couple of moments, a couple of things that he taught you or has taught you or is teaching you and you relay them. You would tell me a story because it's what you remember. So why, without making this whole episode about deep into research, you can, you can follow the links into studying that if you're interested in it. Why do we tell stories? Well, because it's the way our brain processes and it's the way we communicate. When we talk to each other, just casually, day in and day out we 're telling in fact, if you analyze a given day of your life and i said and i was and I recorded everything that you said, and we went back and we played it and analyzed it. what we discover is you told on most days dozens of stories it 's how we humans communicate. well, why is our brain attracted to that form of communication it 's because When we when someone tells a story, it forces again. This is just (laughs) this is just like the highest of level um, summary. What What it and I'm no scientist, but this is what the research shows that I've read over many years. Our brain is forced to make connections. So you tell a story to me and my brain starts wiring things together and it sinks in and it's memorable. Most stories are stats. Numbers, facts, figures don't do that. Sometimes there's a stunning statistic that by itself is so powerful that it does. It it is memorable, but that's, that's unusual. So stories are the way we communicate. It forces our brain to do some work, make some connections. And those connections last, they stick around. So a story is 20 times more memorable than a fact. So how often the question is this as a leader of a team of three people, or 30,000 people, how often are you using stories to communicate? The reality is most people are not doing it that often. And part of the work we do as a firm going out and consulting organizations is teaching leaders. It sounds crazy, but it's super effective. Teach it. One of the things we do is teach leaders to be more effective storytellers. Think about the culture of an organization, a team, any culture. How does that culture permeate? How does it continue? Even though we're adding in and taking out employees, we're hiring people and then we're firing or they're quitting or they're moving on or whatever. How does the culture of the organization keep moving then? If the people inside of it are, are turning over somewhat, I mean, a certain percentage of them are turning over, uh, over the years, how does the culture stay alive? It's because of the stories that are being told. Someone new joins the team and they ask us, how do things work around here? And we tell stories to each other. So how do you move the culture of an organization or how do you help it achieve results it isn't currently achieving? You start telling stories in an intentional, purposeful way about what you're about, the behavior you're trying to replicate. Does that make sense? And so just want you to think about what do you need your sales team to do? What do you need the team that you volunteer with at church or a nonprofit? What, What do you need those people to do? Are you telling stories about it? You want to highlight the behavior that you want repeated and you tell stories about it. So that's at the highest level, talking about the importance of story. You wouldn't stories. You wouldn't believe the impact that has in organizations when leaders start using stories as a tool to get people to do what they need them to do. You highlight the behavior that you want repeated. Now, I want you to think again. You as a leader, if you're a leader inside an organization, do you tend to, think about most leaders, do they tend to tell stories about the behavior they want repeated or do they tend to tell when they're not doing it intentionally, they're just doing it subconsciously or just doing it naturally, or do leaders tend to tell stories about behavior they don't want repeated? They tend to tell stories. You you come up uh, uh, into me uh, next to me in the break room or we're going to grab a bite to eat. What am I typically telling you a story about the behavior that I can't believe somebody did? It's so outlandish. It's so terrible. I can't believe they did that. That department did this. You're telling stories about behavior that is frustrating fires that you're having to put out instead of telling stories about where you want the culture to move and what results you want people to achieve. So. One of the tips in this podcast today is intentionally telling stories about behavior you want repeated. Okay, now let's talk about the personal brand side of storytelling. When you go to interview for a job or you go to present you as a brand to someone, whether you're selling the organization you work with, the product, whatever you're trying to do, Do you tell stories or do you present some facts? Here are the bullet points of different places that I've worked or bullet points about our product, or do you tell a story? And in this day and age, in the information age, if you think about the power of social media, social media, if you study people who are using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, different avenues out there that are available, that that, that are using those tools, those platforms to advance their careers or their brands, they're doing an awesome job of using those tools to tell their story. And they do it from the consumer standpoint. So if I am using Instagram to help build an audience to follow me or to see that I'm a leader in the area of leadership coaching, I want to tell a story. I want to have a narrative, develop a narrative about what I'm doing. And, I don't, and it's not about selling a product. Those are the people, those are the, the the profiles and accounts we just, we don't care about, we don't want to follow. But it's interesting in, in some of the brands that I follow in social media, and I'll put some links in the show notes for it too as well. Some of the brands that I follow in social media that do a fantastic job telling a story. And, and so I just want you to think about that. One of the things that I wanted to present to you as is is something to think about in this episode is how are you using stories to build your brand, and we could spend an hour on that in this episode, but I just wanted to introduce this topic at a real high level to you, storytelling to help an organization achieve certain results, or to mold the culture in order to uh, to produce different results, or in a personal brand way. We all need to do what Don Hewitt was teaching, his staff at 60 Minutes, which is we have to get very good at Tell me a story, being storytellers, and focus on the behavior we want and the way we want to position ourselves and our brand. So that's the food for thought in today, uh, today's episode. So that's it. Real quick episode today, under 20 minutes or so, and uh, I just wanted to, to, to talk to you about that today. Uh, show notes are available at RussHill.com slash five, the number five for episode number five. So Russ Hill, R-U-S-S h i l l dot com slash the number five that will take you right to the show notes with links to the different videos and and social media profiles that i talked about today as well as links to um, you being able to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and connect. I would love for you to do that. A lot of you have already done that, hundreds of you in the first few episodes. I totally appreciate that and uh, and look forward to connecting with even more of you. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe right there in the podcast app that you're listening to this. And by the way, the stats show that like 78% of you right now are listening to this on an iOS device, on an iPhone or iPad And uh, you you droid people or uh, Android people just aren't showing up yet. I got to do something about that. But so just click in that in that podcast app that you're using. Just click subscribe if you haven't done so already. And every week, once a week, you'll get the newest episode. Episode number five is in the books. Thanks so much for listening to the Decide to Lead podcast.